0: To the Easy Yoga podcast with myself, Geminis, nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level thank you so so much for being here today and I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here enjoy this next episode Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga All Things Relationships, Wellbeing and Yoga and today my very special guest with me is Carrie Shell and three decades ago Carrie began her career as a midwife. Over the years her role in the health and wellness space has evolved with a graduate school, becoming a yoga instructor and as a director of health and wellness, creating innovative programs at an addiction centre and presently as a speaker and author. Carrie's latest book is full of warmth humor and wisdom to well to help women who are grey drinkers women who aren't alcoholics but have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol create wellness in their life so thank you welcome for being here and I know it is mega early where you are so thank you (laughs) oh I'm so happy to be here oh thank you so yeah how did you kind of change from being a midwife to now dealing with with women drinkers that's incredible I love that Yeah, it's just been, I was surprised
1: myself to tell you the truth, and I had to do some serious introspection and reflection to see how my journey went from being a midwife to in this whole different area of addiction and well-being and yoga and everything. So, yes, I started as a midwife. Uh, practice for many many years helping women bring their beautiful babies into this world and I lived in Nova Scotia in Canada on the East Coast on the Atlantic Coast in a very small little rural community and at that time outside of my midwifery uh, career there weren't many opportunities for my what I had in terms of my work experience and my background And so that led me just by chance into this role of director of health and wellness at an addiction center. It was a combination between my my master's degree and so many years as a primary healthcare deliverer that I kind of transitioned into this role. And it was through my research doing my graduate work that I discovered that yoga, meditation, and physical activity were really more effective in dealing with addiction and and alcoholism than traditional therapies. So that was the program that I developed. It was founded in those three, those principles. Then I just kind of worked in that space for a while. And when I left my role, I, as you mentioned, uh, speaker developing other programs. And it was oddly enough through COVID that the whole term gray drinking came up to me and I realized, wow, I think I'm a gray drinker. (laughs) I had be, you know, ironically enough, I was very effective in my role in addictions, helping other people. And yet I found through COVID that I was slipping into this pattern of, you know, having a glass of wine while I was making dinner, having another glass with dinner and maybe another glass you know, afterwards. Now, I was never drunk. But when I would sit back and look, I would have had three quarters of a bottle of wine. And sometimes on a weekend, if I was socializing, it it could have easily been a bottle. And I started to think, is this really the kind of consumption of alcohol I want to have? Not that it was causing problems in my life. I was very effective in my work, my relationship with my husband was, is great. I have amazing kids. So everything was on track. And that's what makes it very difficult for the great drinker. It's hard to see that there is an issue that it's impacting other aspects of your life. But you start to have this little voice, this internal dialogue. And you start to question, hmm, am I drinking too much? Maybe I should cut back maybe I should take a break. So if you're having those kinds of thoughts, chances are you're like me and millions of women, and you could be a grey drinker.
0: I've never even heard the term of grey drinker, which actually now you explain it, it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, it's you're not in this black and
1: white area, you're not an alcoholic, which is more easily identifiable. And it's a clinical disease. And But you've really realized you've slipped into this murky gray area. And so your relationship's no longer healthy. You're starting to question it. And you just want to get it back on track. Similar to if, you know, you've gained 10, 15 pounds over a period of time and you realize, well, I'm not obese, but I'm not feeling good about where I'm at. I really want to redefine my health status and make a concerted effort to direct it where I want it to go
0: that's amazing yeah I can really see that and with the with the addiction center you probably have seen a lot of different people and different addictions and and then with the yoga you can kind of build that into their their well-being
1: I suppose yes and that's what I loved about the yoga You would have at the addiction center, you know, the 60-year-old corporate executive, and you'd have the 18-year-old opiate addictive person. And most people in that position probably weren't doing yoga. So it was a nice leveler. It was a nice equal place to start, as you know, with no competition, no judgment. And you could just ease into it in very simple postures. And what that did, it would reconnect a relationship to the body. And that connection would trigger feelings and emotions of self-esteem and self-worth, which would then, it just generated this positive spiral. So that's what I loved about the yoga. It was easily accessible for everyone.
0: Yeah, and I suppose it's it's free as well. Like you can do it from home, you can get lots of videos online and things like that. But then also, if you wanted an instructor, people could come to you and then pay you and, and like do one to ones and things like that to get the benefit more out of it. But it but yoga is so accessible to everybody. It is. And I love doing the guided
1: meditation in Shavasana at the end, especially at the center, because I was working collaboratively with the other care providers. So with the addictions team and the psychologists, we would have our team meetings and we would get I would understand where our clients were at, As, as well as the group work I would be leading them in in terms of getting into the deeper issues. And so I could craft guided meditations that would allow them to go into emotions and to deal with uh, obstacles or blocks that they were working on. And it would allow them to sit in those emotions and feelings in a safe place and then gently bring them out. So they would learn to self-soothe. They would learn, okay, I can go here. I can face these things without the number or a buffer of alcohol or drugs. And I can come out and I'm okay, I'm actually okay. So they would learn that dealing and confronting and working through emotions was something they could actually learn to master and guide themselves. So it was a beautiful opportunity.
0: Yeah, that's amazing because I think as well, if you didn't know how to deal with it, like you're you're a gray drinker, you, you do it, not you, but in general, um, You do it just because you don't really realize it. And then you've then got something else like yoga or meditation to actually take all of these feelings away, I suppose, or to to end up somewhere else. Like with meditation, you can take yourself off and just be in a completely different world. That's right. And I one thing in
1: particular with, say, addictions and alcoholism is that ability to just be still and have stillness and quiet. And I think even outside of that realm, I think today most of us, with you know, our quick sound bite, our our Instagram thumbs and what whatnot, that it's hard for us to be still. And yeah. it's hard for us to really love and feel good about ourselves. We have so many filters that we're feeling that everyone else has this idyllic lifestyle um, their relationships look perfect their bodies look everything looks perfect but we know that everything's filtered intellectually and yet that ego part of us still is is never allowing our mind to just settle and just love ourselves and just think I I'm so worthy I'm so worthy to be here and just lay in that meditation or sit in that meditation and simply be and let the to-do list go let the competition the worry the anxiety let it all go and just feel good in that moment so I think we all really need to benefit from some from some daily meditation
0: practice definitely and if you are new to meditation what would you say would you say like do an hour or one minute or what what you what do you find works best
1: no I'm so glad you asked um I honestly think people have a lot of misconceptions about yoga and meditation. And they think you need to have certain clothing, certain body types, even begin doing it. Um, So what I would say for meditation is, I think guided meditations initially are really beneficial. Um, It can be hard for people, as we were just saying, to find that stillness on their own. So initially a short guided meditation will allow a few things. It'll allow someone to get into the practice itself of, I am actually worthy to carve out five minutes of my day for my mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. And so by doing that, you're just honoring yourself with the gift of time. Because many of us will say, well, I don't have time. I don't have time to do yoga. I don't have time to meditate. My answer to that is, is bullshit. We all have time. It's how we choose to prioritize our time. Because I'm sure if we look in our day, and it's a healthy exercise to do, what are we spending our time on? So I like to say to people, okay, tell me, what do you value? What do you value? What are things are most important? And most people will say, well, my family, I want to eat well. I want to look after my body. I want to be, you know, they'll give you some holistic, very wonderful things that they value. All right. Now, how are you spending your day? Well, I spent two hours on Netflix. I ate junk. I, you know, no. and <laughs> they don't align. Don't like aligning, me. right? So it's, we choose how we want to spend our time and we can all take, you know, a half hour from our screens and put it to really serve us in a better way. So I think just actually initially carving out that time. And the thing is, I also tell people, don't worry about meditation. Even just, it's not about that you'll ever think nothing. And I think people have this misconception. It's the ability to learn, okay, I'm sitting in my meditation practice and I'm starting to think of my grocery list. (laughs) (laughs) Just say, hi, grocery list. I'm going to think of you later and get back to just letting, letting it go. And it can be helpful to pick a word or a mantra. It could be an inhale saying, let love and exhale happiness. And just whatever you can do initially, just to focus on your inhaling and exhaling to get you through a few minutes, but just take little baby steps And once you find that those baby steps are really enjoyable and palliative, then you'll want to extend it and you'll explore different ways to meditate. But just find a little groove for yourself, carve out a special place, make it a nice little environment for yourself and carve
0: out the time. And I'd start with a little guided meditation that's amazing yes definitely and with like being a midwife or now with what you're doing now as well do you find that a lot of people are stressed and then that's when they come to drink or is it well like as a midwife midwife that would be really really stressful job with things happening you could probably tell a million stories about that <laughs> oh but yeah did you I then was- find yoga and meditation to calm yourself down and get out of this stressfulness Definitely.
1: I know that when I first started doing yoga years and years ago, it was very much a physical practice for me. It was part of, I started doing it as part of what I was doing to work out. On certain days, yoga would be part of my workout routine. And I'd often skip Shavasana. I'd be like, I don't have time for this. I'm, you know, goodbye. It's exactly like that, (laughs) right? And when I did my first instructor training, it was also very much a physical thing. And it was very interesting. I met up with an old friend who is this incredible yogi. His name's Ian Finn. He goes by the Blissologist. Check him out. He's amazing. And we met back in the early 2010s, say, and I was in the midst of doing my first instructor training. And I just realized that I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. And I had the awareness enough to know that I valued the physical practice, the asana practice enough that if I couldn't respect and integrate all of the practice of yoga, then I shouldn't be doing it. So it really recalibrated how I viewed yoga and my approach. And when I went to do my next instructor training... I was doing it all for the spiritual. I'd, you know, it was not for the asana. It was for, 100% for the spiritual. So it's amazing how that journey transforms over the years. I didn't answer your question, but back <laughs> to the stress and drinking, I think a lot of great drinkers are people who are probably have their act together. You're probably, and in terms of women, you're probably juggling a lot of balls and you're probably doing them all pretty well. I mean, you might be dropping them here or there once in a while, but pretty much you have it together. And so it can be a few things. I know for me, uh, drinking was the reward per se. So I would have my to-do list and it would be whatever it might, you know, a whole host of things, whether it was for work, about my home, about- working, you know, working out, drinking water, whatever it may be. And once I had that to-do list completed at the end of the day, then I'd reward myself with a few glasses of wine. So I think it can be that. I think it can also be one thing that you learn when you stop drinking as much or altogether is we really do a little mind game to ourselves and think, it's the wine that's calming me. I'm just saying wine because I was a white wine drinker. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, the funny thing is, years and years ago, my husband and I were going through a rough patch, which if you're married, you go through them. Yep. <laughs> and one time, one time he said to me, you know, you, you are mean when you drink red wine. So I stopped drinking red wine right there. Wow. Wow. But I switched to white wine and I hated <laughs> white wine. Like I thought, okay, I won't drink, you know. I mean, it's, we just convince ourselves, we have these conversations like, oh, it's the wine that's rewarding, Mike. It's the wine that's allowing me to to just exhale it. But it's not. What it is, it's you are creating a moment for yourself. You are creating a special ritual. But you can create that ritual with something other than alcohol. And we have to learn that, that it does, it's not the actual beverage that you're drinking. Yeah. It's the honoring yourself and saying, okay, job well done. I'm now going to sit here and have 20 minutes to myself enjoying, you know, and at the time you're thinking it's the glass of wine, but it's really just honoring yourself and taking the time. So I do think that as women, and I speak to women, more so because I, well, as a woman, as a mom, as someone who has a career that I do think we have a, a different set of responsibilities, even yeah. though our partners are you know, even though they're the same, but different. Yeah. And I, and I think we can acknowledge that, that, as a mom, your approach to parenting, even though your husband is a great parent too, we do have different approaches and responsibilities. And I think that we tend to go to alcohol to help us. And I yeah. think more so, we see more and more in, in social media, in films, that women are drinking a lot more. in movies and they're sending us those messages i even noticed that women in film are drinking you know scotch and whiskey straight a lot more and it's it's sending us this message that hey if i'm a badass got my shit together woman i'm drinking hard liquor kind of thing and so we get all these messages that that just don't really support us. And I think what we need is to, especially after Covid, reconnect with women and have those real relationships, like leave Instagram alone because I do feel that that puts up barriers that yeah. we feel we have to present ourselves in ways that don't that aren't truly authentic, and yeah. we need to get our woman culture back or you know get that sisterhood i know that sounds hokey but we need to connect without having to feel perfect yeah you know and i think that will support us far more than the alcohol ever could
0: yeah now we are going to go to a short break see you the other side Welcome to Inside Timer, the number one free app for sleep, anxiety and stress with more than 100,000 guided meditations led by the best teachers from Great Britain and around the world. I am a teacher on this platform and it is amazing for sleep, anxiety, everything really. So come on over and check it out. It's a free app and it has over 20 million meditators on there. I have over 25 meditations for you to choose from as well as the goddess academy of light course you will learn so much on this course and you have made the right decision to be here and be part of this amazing south tour academy journey this is a self taught 14 day course that you can take at your own pace. Everything, if it is getting too much for you, you are struggling with your relationships, you're struggling with life. This is one course that you need in your life. You will learn how to meditate and journal so you have a clearer headspace to come at your relationship. You will learn how to use EFT, tapping method. For you to feel completely stress-free you will use breath work. you will know how to sleep better have self-care and nutrition you will learn yoga techniques movement exercise for you to be able to move through challenging times within your relationship and for you to be able to survive whatever it is that life and your relationship throws at you you will also learn how to communicate with your partner better and there are so many more different techniques and tools for you to have the best. Relationship with your partner and yourself. So come on over onto the Insight Timer meditation app. It is free to download. Just search it wherever you download your apps from, and I will see you there. Because it has shifted, I suppose, like years ago, we didn't have social media. So we were looking to magazines or watching the entertainment news and looking at all the celebs and this is what they should be like, or this is what you need to do to feel or do this. Like, um, I don't know, uh, a famous celebrity's just had a baby, but she's flat stomached and back to normal within two days. And you just think that's, that's not right. right. <laughs> but I know. shifted to social media, so yeah.
1: Well, and it's so shifted to social media so that everyone is presenting that way. Yeah. And what what we forget is that a lot of people, you know, A, they're using filters. Not that people aren't beautiful and yeah, I'm not negating that. But what it does is we're curating what we want to present. Yes. So instead of just running into you on the street and, you know, you're just in your joggers or whatnot, and or however, we're seeing imaging of our friends, yeah, of everyday people looking so perfect that it just—it's too much. I find it too much. Yeah, and, yeah
0: definitely. Yeah, and, and I different. certainly don't do that. As in, like, I've always made a pact with myself: I am me on on social media. I am me. I don't use any filters or anything because I think then that then brings you back into like when you're I don't know if you're a new person to social media like who is but but um you just think oh yeah actually I like them because they are normal they're not using filters but then it's the other way isn't it that you can't then feel that you can just use filters for whatever it's really difficult it's a big thing and it's
1: interesting I right before COVID I had decided that I was going to stop pretty much posting on social media, which for the most part, I haven't really reintegrated in the very odd thing I'll post yeah. because I wanted to align my spiritual life with what I was posting and I'm still challenged with how to do that authentically and that is so important to me that I don't want to really cultivate, say, a brand or put out messaging that I can't incorporate that with and I and I haven't had the time my life's been really crazy we moved from Canada to Costa Rica last year and it's just been a great roller coaster but I haven't social media hasn't been important enough for me yeah. to really sit and put the thought and energy and how to do that authentically um, and so as you say I'm not you know I don't want to be filtered And but I want to present myself in the way that is authentic to myself. And until I can do that, I'm just choosing to step back from that.
0: Yeah. yeah, And definitely going down the spiritual route. That's what you need to do to feel more spiritual and connected to Mother Earth and and your spirituality. Really, instead of trying to find all these answers on social media, you can find the answers within yourself. Yes, definitely. I love that. You're so right. It is so true. And going back to like the drinking, um, do you find that people are, well, when they do do the, the meditations and yoga classes, they then don't feel that they need, then need to have a drink afterwards because they have felt better through yoga. They then don't need to reward themselves with a drink. I think the yoga and meditation are definitely a
1: piece. I think initially you do have to do a little reset. Um, And I call it the, I have a 10 day gray drinking reset. It's just a free downloadable 10 day PDF because I think you need to break those patterns of behavior and incorporating other ones such as yoga and meditation really support that. Um, Because what I like, to encourage women to do is take that 10 day break. And you'll see at the end of the 10 days, you'll be able to make an informed decision. You will have had enough time. Alcohol doesn't stay in our system for a long time. So you will already start to feel be- benefits. You may notice and for the first time, oh shoot, I was waking up feeling a little fuzzy. I, I was never hung over, but I I feel better. I guess that was because I was having those few glasses of wine at night. You might start to feel less bloated or you might feel some physical benefits, you might feel some mental benefits of some clarity or whatever it may be. And then you can make the decision of what you want your relationship with alcohol to be and what other practices are going to support you such as yoga and meditation. The crazy thing as humans I We're uh, amazingly conflicted creatures, but we'll go through 10 days and we'll feel really good about it. And you know what we'll do? We'll reward ourselves with a drink. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like you go on a diet and you lose that weight or you get fit and you reward yourself with a piece of cake. So we're very, we're very (laughs) strange creatures. So (laughs) what you need to do is really think, well, what do I want my relationship with alcohol to be, what kind of person do I want? And for me, it was uh, getting back to the spirit, your spiritual faith life, I thought, I want to go to my prayer life before I go to a bottle.
0: Yeah, but
1: that that's what I want my go to to be. And so that was also the other huge catalyst for me to really take this on and really say to women, listen, you know, if you're having these questions, if you're having these thoughts, it's okay. You're probably like millions of us, (laughs) you know, there are millions of us that have slid into this gray area and it's become normal. And the other thing is it's insidious. Millions and millions of us are doing it. So it looks normal. So if you were to say to a friend or a mate, Hey, do you think I'm drinking too much or should I cut back? They'll probably tell you no. You don't have a problem. You, like
0: yeah, you don't
1: drink any more than I do. Well, that's that doesn't necessarily say much. That that threshold of what we drink as a society, by and large, has just shifted. Yeah. So instead of just having drinks on the weekend, now we're having drinks maybe you know every day. Or you know, think when you go out with your friends, is alcohol always involved? And for me, I can say it probably was. You go for lunch, I'll have a glass of wine. You have a dinner party, there are drinks. You you know, even if I go for a hike or do something healthy and physically active, yeah. afterwards, maybe you have a drink. Yeah. So it's just rethinking this. And sometimes all it needs is one of us to say, you know, maybe I'm stepping back and you might give someone else the encouragement and support to to own where they're at with it also
0: yeah that's so true actually but I I never drink I well when I do drink I only drink champagne and that's hardly ever (laughs) just because I've never really I suppose I've never really wanted to or I'm too into health and well-being and then sometimes I don't know people will come out and say oh well red wine is good for you because it's good for your heart but i've just never ever been bothered and my yes. and sister are like whoa you're weird why yeah <laughs> but i'm just not i i, I will have like a, i like wine tasting as in i don't know if we go on holiday and you can have wine and cheese tasting i've done that a few times but i'm just not one to and my husband's the same we're just not ones to drink and to me it's it's weird that i don't drink but at the same time I think more and more people are not drinking now and trying to find other health and well-being areas to concentrate on to get that feeling. And do you ever find
1: that you make people uncomfortable? Yes. With not- yeah. 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 That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because why should what I have in my glass make you uncomfortable? But what it's doing is it's turning a mirror on them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it makes
1: people silently have an internal dialogue or it puts up a wall because they don't want to, we don't want to have to look at our own behaviors. Yeah. And so when you're not drinking, it really sheds light onto the fact, wow, I am drinking. So, and how much am I drinking? And is it normal that I'm drinking this much? And, and most people don't want to go there and so that's why they'll say oh come on yeah you know it's it's the oddest thing if you go somewhere and you're not having alcohol people will really encourage you to drink yeah yeah right so
0: yeah and they feel uncomfortable like oh well why you can't have fun it's like yes I can have fun I don't need to drink to have fun
1: that's right exactly (laughs) so true
0: it's really funny and what are two takeaway points from today's conversation Two takeaway points, I would say, number one, if you are having
1: these, if you've had those questions, if you're starting to think, ah, shoot, am I drinking, you know, am I drinking too much? Should I take a break from alcohol? I'll tell you, yes, you should. So if you want, you can go to the 10 day reset and if that would be of help. And if not, I just encourage you on your own, take a break and take 10 days. And you may find, you know, things are going to come up for you. You may initially need to not go to that party. Or if you just honor who you are, if you know that it will be too hard for you to go out socially in those 10 days, then don't go out. Allow yourself the chance to have 10 days without alcohol. If you are 100% comfortable and you're like, oh, I don't care. I'll, I'll still go out. I'll just have a nice glass with a slice of lime in my drink and no one will be the wiser or I don't have to announce to people then then go and socialize so if you're having the questions take a break the other thing I would recommend is make sure that you honor yourself in those 10 days with something supportive such as yoga and meditation and if that's not your thing okay that's not but do something else do make sure you take a walk daily or You know, a lot of great drinkers are probably already working out and probably healthy, but stop rewarding those healthy behaviors with a drink at night, which is something I would do. Okay, I've done my run, so now I'm okay to go for a drink. Or I've done, you know, I would literally be finishing all of my water that I set out to drink in a day, and then I'd go on to have a glass of wine. So make sure you're supporting yourself with some healthy some healthy practices that will allow you the space and the clarity to then make an informed decision. And if you're starting to feel benefits, then maybe you don't need alcohol in your life anymore, and maybe it'll be a long-term thing, or maybe you'll decide, I really should cut back and only have it on weekends or on special occasions. And so you can start to make these decisions rather than being led by just patterns of behavior that are driven just by that kind of re- reward mentality or that thing that i it helps me settle down or relax or this is what i do at my end of my day so yeah don't be don't be afraid to just go inward and acknowledge where you're at because we do have that internal little intuition that inner guide or that holy spirit in us who who gives us these messages for our well-being so just honor it and acknowledge that and and support yourself
0: oh perfect thank you and where can we find you what's your website or your social media channels yeah i am at
1: Carryshell.com and that's shell s-c-h-e-l-l and it's at meet carrie shell on instagram so yeah check it out
0: oh thank you so much it's been incredible i've learned so much thank you for coming on
1: Oh, thank you. It's been lovely. Have a great day.
0: You too. Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts, and thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also, please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much and I will see you very soon.